1: Let's talk about a prideful man, Elliot Sherparks. Just just landed, Just touched down in Philadelphia. Gets off the plane, calls right into WIP. Elliot brought to us by Colonial Hyundai, the fast, easy, better way to buy a Hyundai. Shop 24-7 at ColonialHyundai.com.
0: Good morning, Elliot. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? All right. Did you get some sleep on the plane, man? Red Eye, you doing all right? I did. I'm, I'm an excellent sleeper on the plane. I think I slept the entire trip. So I'm, I'm ready to go, excited to talk about this game, and excited Good. for the Phillies tonight.
1: All right, well, let's start with the Eagles. And, Elliot, I'll just ask you a pretty open-ended first question here. Biggest takeaway you had from what obviously was a pretty damn impressive Eagles win. What hit you the most from that game yesterday?
0: The defense hit me the most from that game yesterday. I think there was a lot of positives on both sides of the ball. Um, but I thought going into that game, really, it's a talking point all week and kind of what everyone thought was going to happen was that the Eagles are going to have to get in the 30s, you know, if not the high 30s to win that game. And early on, it looked like it. But I thought yesterday was kind of Sean Decides defining moment so far as an Eagles defensive coordinator. I thought he outcoached Sean McVay despite not having the personnel advantages in the secondary um, after the adjustments were made. Uh, you saw what they did with the personnel. Eli Ricks got out there. Bradley Roby got out there. They didn't play Josh Job a single snap yesterday after, you know, him basically being a starter the, fa- the, the past few weeks. So I understand the concerns about the secondary. I think they still need to make a move there. But overall, I thought it was encouraging for, uh, for the Eagles to see that when they need to, they, they, they can shut down a good passing offense.
1: Well, no doubt. And speaking of passing offense, Elliot, I actually thought the biggest takeaway, at least from my end, was Jalen. And I agree with you, defense was a big deal. But, man, he was he was dialed in, and he looked pretty much like the Jalen of last year. I thought it was the first time he truly looked like the last year dude.
0: Yeah, I thought he moved the ball, obviously, great through the air. Uh, there's always going to be so much talk about Jalen's arm, it, you know, his arm talent, how it stacks up to guys like a Justin Herbert. And I think sometimes that's probably why you see him a little lower than he maybe should be on these quarterback lists. But I think anyone that has a question about Jalen's arm should watch that tape yesterday. I I think his his ability to put like the perfect amount of touch on balls down the field is really a big reason why this passing game is so successful. Uh, We talk about arm strength just from pure strength. But I think if you look at the AJ Brown pass over the middle, uh, I thought it was perfect touch on that. He had a really nice touch on the ball down the sideline to Dallas Goddard for that big game. And even the incomplete pass to AJ Brown down the sideline was a perfect throw. So I remember, you know, for a few years here, we would talk about how uh, there were so many dropped passes from the receivers. I think that was partially Carson. I think Jalen really throws a nice ball, you saw yesterday how effective the passing offense can be when he's on the money. And
1: Elliot, you know my deal. Anytime you get an opportunity to, you know, and I hate to do it to him. He seemed like a fine human. Rip Carson. I mean,
0: Carson stinks. So I applaud.
1: <laughs> I applaud you. going. You really went out of your way to say Carson okay, Wentz gotta,
0: is horrible. And I
1: applaud that. But you know, gotta anyway. get that in there yeah. whenever you can. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Elliot, you talk about the Desai being better in the second half. What, what did you notice was different? What, what, what did he do that was better? Yeah.
0: So I, I do think the players just played better is, is part of it. I mean, early on, and I wasn't a huge fan early on when he was constantly rotating who was on Cooper Cup. And when Cooper Cup early on was, was playing well, he had Nicholas Moreau on him for a snap. He had Eli Ricks. He had Mario Goodrich. And I think Eli Ricks and Mario Goodrich have a ton of potential, and you kind of saw that in the second half yesterday. I think they needed some time to, uh, to, to get used to being out there against Cooper Cup. So I, I credit uh, Desai for figuring out who he wanted as the game went on to stay on Cooper Cup, but I also do credit those young corners. Um, you know, to, to have them play as many snaps as they did against those talented receivers and to end up with only 14 points Um, You know, I think the most important thing in the NFL is snaps. And for them to get those quality snaps yesterday uh, and for the Eagles to come out and still win, I think is very important for the defense and for their development.
2: And what about Bradley Roby, a guy that we just brought in, gets out there, uh, 25 snaps in that game. It felt like he was out there a lot more in the second half. It it felt to me like, like he made a difference in this game.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think where where he, you know, with how well he played, he made a difference in two spots because not only did he play well in the nickel, but it allowed James Bradbury to come back and play on the outside. Yeah, sure. uh, you know, I, I didn't like the idea of moving Bradbury into the nickel. I thought that you know it was a selfless move by him to do it as an all-pro outside corner. You don't have to move positions if you don't want to. So I credit him for doing it, but I, but I don't think it made the defense better by putting him in there. I think the Eagles realized that uh, over the last few weeks. So. Yeah, Bradley Roby is a guy that, you know, obviously he was unsigned at this point, but he's played in a ton of big games. He's played big snaps. He's played important snaps in the NFL. And he'll, it looks like he's going to be playing those for, for the Eagles. So I do think probably next week against the Jets, you'll see him play a much larger percentage of snaps. And going forward, he might be the main guy at that nickel spot.
2: Wow, that's wonderful. I, I, I remember yeah. him as a nickel yep. out in Denver, and this was, I don't know, like 2014, 2015. Well, there were some good defenses. First, first or second-round pick, he was a, yeah. he was an up-and-comer. First-round yeah. pick, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's hey, exciting. Uh, I, I was ahead, John, concerned, though, a little bit, Elliot, when I looked at the final snap count. Uh, Jordan Davis ended up uh, with 23 snaps. Milton mm-hmm. Williams had 33. Uh, Jalen Carter had 39 Jordan Davis yesterday only had seven more snaps than Contavious Street did, and that's not what I was envisioning after the first week of the season when I thought he lit the world on fire. What's going on with Jordan Davis?
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think he's played as well, I guess, over the last few weeks. I think with how Jalen Carter was playing, I mean, that's going to cut into everyone's snaps to an extent with with how great he was. Um, Milton Williams I think is probably still a better pass rushing defensive tackle than uh jordan davis is jordan davis has improved at it for sure and yeah i think from from what he was last year to what he is this year is an improvement but he's still not as good rushing the passer as Millen williams is so in a game where the rams were throwing it a lot it it, it doesn't surprise me that you saw jalen carter and Millen williams uh get get more snaps than Jordan davis i don't think it's like a, a stamina thing or he's out of shape i think it's just kind of how the game played itself out
1: Elliot sure with us as he is every Monday. Look back to the game every Friday. Look ahead to the next one. Elliot, let's get to, to more on the offense here. And, and I want to pose a question. Um, I'm really curious your answer. Are, are the Eagles leaning on DeAndre Swift too much at this stage of the season? Just for instance, yesterday, 17 carries it was seven for gainwell it was obviously zero for boston scott it was obviously zero for penny it's six catches too yeah six catches like elliot i think in light of the fact that miles sanders wore down as last year went on and was at his worst in the postseason as much as i love when they give the ball to deandre swift i'm starting to say you know maybe start picking your spots here a little bit what do you think
0: I don't think so. Uh, he's their best running back by a mile, and while they are five and zero, I mean they're base, you know they're still tied with the Niners for that top spot. Like every game is crucially important to this team. And Kenny Gangwell, give him credit, he made a big play yesterday on third down. Sure did. Where he you know, took took the ta- took the contact and made the play. It's not something you've seen him do a lot. I don't think this year. So that was impressive. But ultimately, this Eagles team is still at a, at a, is still at a thing where they need to win every single game. Like, until the Niners lose or they have a cushion, they have no wiggle room. They have to get that number one seed. Mm-hmm. It increases their chances of making the Super Bowl, you know, so much. So I would continue to put Swift out there. He's their best running back. He's dynamic. He's a threat out of the backfield. I get your point about – Well, let me go on the record, out. Elliot, and you
1: can probably infer from my question. Let me go on the record telling you I think the Eagles should start dialing it back. I'm just and I, 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 I and I understand sick. that can play with fire and you might lose a game because of it. But I actually believe in Boston Scott enough. I believe in Penny enough. I believe in Gainwell enough that I don't think it should be seventeen plus six catches, seven zero, zero. I'm just telling you, I'm going on the record early October, telling you I think it's a mistake.
0: Yeah, I think that's being far too conservative. I mean, then, you know, should you dial back AJ's involvement in the offense? Should you No, you know, because he doesn't because he deal. doesn't get tackled
1: 23 times in a game. I mean,
0: DeAndre Swift got tackled 23 times. Look, <laughs> I think
2: 20 touches is a fair number. I, I think I
0: don't think you can manage a game like that. They need to win, sure they need can. to win every game. They need to win every game they play. That's the priority for this team right, right now. If you if you take Swift off the field because you're worried about a game in December, who knows? Come December, you could be two games back of the Niners, and I'm not thinking n- that I, dramatic of an impact. But I think that would be a mistake.
2: Elliot, I got a, a question. Just your vibe did Did you feel like the coaches lost faith to some degree in Quez Watkins with that uh, missed cut at the end of the first half? He got the ball swung out to horrible him. play, terrible job of just reading the blockers. Like follow Devonte's block, right. he did not. I- And then I noticed that Zacchaeus started the second half at at that slot spot. Zacchaeus only had nine snaps for the game. But is Quez starting to test the coach's patience? Do you get that impression?
0: I really don't think so. Now, I agree with you guys that that play was really bad. Like, that that was a very easy play Quez should have made. If there's one thing Quez should be really good at, it's once he gets the ball in his hand, making the right reads, going up the field because that's, you know, where he can show off his speed. Sirianni after the game, though, once again said that Quez's speed brings something bring something to their offense, even if he's not getting the you ball. You know what,
1: Led so. said it with conviction, too. I think he yeah, really so meant he, it. Yeah,
0: He's always been a big Quez defender. And look, Quez is like the fifth option on this team, on, on the offense. And I understand that that means when he gets chances to make plays, like he has to make them. It's not like A.J. Devontae or Dallas where they can have a bad player, two, but they're going to get eight or nine more chances throughout the game. So I do understand the frustration with, with Quez for sure. But my my sense from being around the team all off season and then yesterday uh, down in Los Angeles is they just like the the speed Quez brings and they're they're mostly going to be okay if you know once or twice maybe he doesn't make full go of the play because those other forty snaps he's out there he they really think he stretches the field.
1: Elliot short Parks with us. all right Elliot two two issues related to the Eagles offense I want to actually play audio from the TV broadcast yesterday uh, both. Tom Rinaldi talking. Let's start, and I know you watched the game live there, so you didn't see the TV, but you know about these situations. Here's Tom Rinaldi talking to Kevin Burkhart yesterday during the broadcast on TV about the Sirianni-Hertz exchange after Jalen's interception. Listen to this audio.
2: Tom, there were some fireworks on that sideline, wasn't there? No question about it, KB. Take a look at the exchange here between Sirianni and Hurts after that series. One thing Jalen Hurts prides himself on, being able to be coached hard. From his father to Nick Saban to Lincoln Riley, that he stays even keeled and he's coachable. He heard an earful there from Sirianni. Yeah, they were going at it for a while. Now, I'll
1: say this. Credit and discredit to Fox. Credit for them for picking it up and highlighting it when they came back from a commercial break. Tremendous. Tremendous discredit. They're only showing about a three- or four-second slow-motion clip. I mean, they're making it sound like there's fireworks on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and they show like a three- or four-motion slow-motion clip. All right, Elliot, what do you know about that? W- was it was it was was there any way Jalen was trying to do a back-shoulder pass and didn't lead him enough, or was that just a horrible throw and Sirianni was ticked and it's that simple?
0: I, I think it was a miscommunication between Jalen uh, and, and A.J. I just don't think Jalen would have missed A.J. by that much if that's what – uh, you know, if that's what he was trying to do. He could have put way more under that ball and led him into the end zone if he wasn't thinking like back shoulder or the corner of the end zone there. In terms of the coaching from Sirianni, I mean, it reminded me a lot of last year against Washington. I think it was after was interception or fumble against Washington in that game they lost. Remember, Sirianni followed Jalen basically all the way to the bench, kind of in his face about it. And everything ended up being okay. But I, I do think the noteworthy thing for me yesterday from the game was, and you're right, I'm watching it live. I'm not watching the, the broadcast. It felt like every time I looked up on the screen, there was a clip of somebody on the Eagles sideline that was frustrated, whether it was Jalen, whether it was Nick, whether it was Kelsey, whether Devontae didn't seem super thrilled. So I do think yesterday, like in all my years covering the team, I can't remember a broadcast where there were more clips on the sideline of someone looking upset.
1: Well, Kelsey was going nuts, and – he was dem- like, I want to be clear. Like, he wasn't pushing the coach. He was demonstrating to the coach what was going on. Let's listen to that audio, by the way. Rinaldi talked about the Kelsey thing. This was, I don't know, third or fourth quarter. And man, about as frustrated as I've ever seen Kelsey. An emotional half on that Eagle sideline, Tom.
2: It absolutely has. Look at the latest exchange when Jason Kelsey came off in a really animated discussion here with Nick Sirianni, frustrated about the fact that he couldn't get the checks, arranged the line the way he wanted to. It continued with Sirianni, eventually with Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach we just heard Greg talking about. He remained animated through the majority of that break. A lot of emotion on this sideline. A lot of pride. That's one of the best players in the entire NFL there.
1: You know, and Elliot, here's the deal, man. If you've got a good culture, you can have these conversations. Solve a problem and be all kumbaya, you know, 10 minutes after the game. And I think yeah. that's what the Eagles have. And, and that type of tough coaching and, and good leadership, because that's two different issues, tough coaching and good leadership from players, it's exactly what the Sixers have lacked.
2: Right, exactly what they've lacked. Well, we got to hope that we have the tough coaching and the player leadership and the authorship yeah. and the you know the, the willingness yeah. to accept responsibility. It feels great right now. It is easier to do all those things right. when you're undefeated. But could you imagine? Hold could, on, though. Brett Brown or is Doc Rivers in getting point.
1: in Ben Simmons' face? It it no, yeah, that, would, he wouldn't. He wouldn't it. That,
2: that never would have happened. Yeah. And and this team is open, and so they do. They 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 talk about everything, whatever they're closer than every other yeah. team out there. And so they can do this. They can fire up and explode on each other. And it doesn't have the lingering negative after effects. We hope, we hope that, yeah. that there's a tipping. Point. I don't worry about this it could, I, I understand. I don't worry about it yet either, but remember like AJ Brown, he had his explosion, his explosion on the sideline. And then he ended up becoming like the, the league's leading receiver right. the next several right. weeks. Uh, and, is do you feel like this team is exploding on the sideline at a an uncomfortable rate? Uh, does this make you worry for the yeah. future, Elliot?
0: So, so I, I think the issue yesterday, if you look at all the different blowups, that I, if you want to call them that, like the blowups on the sideline, they're all red zone related, right? The, the interception was thrown. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't. I guess technically in the red zone, but it, the interception was thrown at the one yard line or right at right yeah. at the uh, t- right, and then Kelsey's play that happened with the the poor snap or not getting off that happened in the red zone I think the biggest frustration with this team right now is they're not finishing drives, and so a lot of the frustration you're seeing on the sideline has to do with that I mean even the AJ thing if you remember against uh I guess it was Minnesota if I remember correctly like after that the, the plays in the red zone went to him now neither the touchdowns counted but they went to him in the red zone so I think there's a frustration there but I'll also say this in the Eagles defense I do think, like, there needs to be a discussion about how much of the, what's being shown on the sideline gets shown on the broadcast. Like, those things happen on the sideline. I'm sure you can speak to this, You Like, mm-hmm. players get an animated discussion. And I just, it feels like, on one hand, you're seeing so much of it. And I, so I don't blame him. If, if I'm Sirianni, like, do you want to yell It Hurts that way when you know you're being videotaped? But I also don't think it's fair to ask him to manage how they talk to each other because of the broadcast. It so, is, it is I, what it is. I got
1: no problem with it. Right. I mean, look—you like, so, can't ask so the network to have, not show it. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, so what
0: I'm saying. So then, do do they have to act differently on the sideline because they know they're being videotaped? Like that seems unfair to them too, while they're doing their job. Yeah, yeah. All right, I just Elliot. Just can't worry about it. Yeah, I don't worry. I don't yeah. worry
1: about it. Just go. Just go play and communicate. And if you get demonstrative, you get demonstrative and pat each other on okay. the back and move on. All right, Elliot. Wonderful stuff, buddy. And uh, glad you're back here from L.A. Thanks, pal.